Hello, everybody, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. And Ish. You already know what to do if you are on Facebook. Please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are on our Facebook page, go ahead and hit that like button. If you are on YouTube, go ahead and hit that red subscribe button. And as well, go ahead and hit that notification bell so you can be notified for shows like this one in the future. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter as well and Periscope, X Talking Ish. And you can check us out on our on my personal page at X underscore Williams 81. Thank you all as always for tuning in for another Tuesday night recap of the NFL offseason. Before we go any further, of course, we just want to bring out our special guest once again. And uh, you guys know him. He's, he's, he's not new to the show, but I will say when I saw him in pre-show, He's, he's a new man because the way that this man's beard is is just immaculate right now. I think I think our gentleman Casey just needs to just introduce himself just by his beard himself because the beard itself is just just look at that look at that that is that is a gentleman that is a gentleman beard right there, sir. It's great when you can do something like that and people are happy about it, and it's really just me being lazy. So it's, it's awesome. It's the, it's the greatest. It's, it's the new uh, it's the new body positive you know energy. Sure. Yeah. Any, you know, anytime you're lazy yeah. and you don't care about you know anything you do, it's it's a good thing nowadays. So hey, embrace it. There you go. I'm in. So with that being said, as always, joining us, Casey McKinney from Just Another Football Show. We appreciate you as always, Casey. We wanted to exactly. bring you in. Well, besides obviously you know what you're talking about, and besides you're being a Kansas City Chiefs fan, there's a this this thing called an NFL draft that's coming around a couple of days and it's hosted in Kansas City. So, of course, we just wanted to have our you know residential Kansas City fan join us and and talk a little bit about the draft and uh, just I want I want to hear from your perspective, KC, the energy that's surrounding you know you're you're in Iowa, obviously you're three hours away, but just wanted hear from your perspective how the energy is in that area and just you know get your point of view on how things are going oh yeah i mean if you follow any of the all the all the chiefs pages all that stuff all the all the forums all that you're seeing the the stage go up over the last couple weeks all the you know all the stuff that that not only the nfl but the chiefs are doing down there they're setting up it's uh looks like a really good time like i said i in the in the pre-show i uh we i probably should be going down there but we just I got so damn busy and so much other stuff going on that uh, didn't really have the time uh, and energy to get down there. But, man, I really wish we were going to. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, I love what the NFL is doing with moving these drafts around and having fun with them. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully all goes well. And, uh, you know, next couple of years they'll they'll see them back and we'll, we'll go from there. You know, I'll get another shot to get down there. But, um, man, I think I'm just – I'm in for it. It's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the kickoff of the NFL season to an extent right we've been sort of on the back burner the, the nfl never sleeps we've had all the trades and the free agents and all the all the stuff but to have it uh, have it right here and everybody's team you know we're talking all the teams now and all of that it's uh it's 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 fun to be back and, and talking football in a, in a meaningful way yes sir as always we get to the comment section greg with the of course hallelujah uh, hallelujah hands and our boy dominique powell of course 
Welcome back once again, my Carolina fans. Yes, yes. Of course, he wants to talk about the draft because his team has the number one pick, and we'll be talking about that very soon on <clears throat> what direction our GM mindset are wanting to go regarding who the Carolina Panthers wanting are wanting to do with that number one pick, either, of course, select a pick or maybe, who knows, trade back, see what happens during the draft because – as I say, as always, ish, the draft is no perfect science. We're always going to look back at every draft in five to 10 and 15 years and say, man, how did that guy get to that position? Man, how how did that guy, you know, get picked up before that guy? It happens every year. It's it's going to be it's, – it's for the NFL to make drafting players an event in itself. I mean, you have to honestly give the NFL a little bit of a – a round of applause for themselves just for making this bigger than what it really is. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. Fracture Wanda says, draft week, baby. Thank you for joining us, Fracture Wanda, as always. Casey-ish? I mean, Thursday night's going to outrank any of the, the NBA or Ooh. NHL games, right? Like, that's Ooh. just what happens. Like, is, and it's not close. Like, I don't, is that a hot take? I don't think it is. I mean, are you saying – I mean, we did just yeah. see a really highly rated – I are you saying it's going to be it's going to be rated Thursday. higher than any playoff game so far? No, I'm saying more Thursday. I mean, we have seen oh, some okay. pretty highly rated NBA games this postseason, stuff like that. I'm not okay. trying to just derail everything, but oh, it just NFL's king, man. It it takes over, and it even something as dumb as the first round of the draft that takes forever and should be able to be done in a matter of an hour takes four, and we love it, and we'll sit through all of it, and we'll watch all of it. It's yep. it's ridiculous. It's what we do, it's what us Americans do, and what we are going to do is talk a little bit about our NFL mock draft. But before we do that, before we get into that, let's go ahead and pick up where we left off with last week, and that was Mr. Aaron Rodgers. We were un we were we were uncertain on how long this would take, when this will happen. Um if it would happen, right? You know, there was some talk. What, what if you know? What if the Packers want to play hanky panky, right? What if they don't want to give them up? Ah, it seems as though everybody wants to give everybody up and, and wanted to get it done as quickly as possible. And it is finally a done deal. Um, honestly, I'm I'm happy for everybody involved because we don't have to hear about this anymore. Um, uh, Aaron Aaron can go join his New York guys and he can try to re- create some type of relationship with. Uh, those guys, and if he hasn't already, of course, have them. Uh, some of those uh, current former players that have already played with A-Rod trying to join him in New York already. Um, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Uh, was this around the time y'all thought this would be? Uh, is this a perfect match made in head for both teams? Um, draft pick-wise, or, or who won Who won the uh, the war there? And also the Jordan Love era in Green Bay. That's, that's another, of course, conversation. This is finally – the Jordan Love era. So let's get right into it. Start off with our, boy, our guy KC. Uh, what you got for me? I mean, I think I think the the Jets ended up getting, or the Packers ended up getting what they wanted out of this deal, right? You see, uh, you see some some future considerations. That first round uh, pick swap this year, a couple other picks, and then that that second that uh, you know, barring an Aaron Rodgers injury, almost guaranteed to become a first round pick next year. Um, I think that they are very happy walking away from this with what they got. Um, I don't know that they ever really had any intentions of maybe playing chicken with Aaron Rodgers. I personally was of the belief that there was no world that Aaron Rodgers was 
going to retire this year. I know that he said that it was Jets or nothing, but he wasn't going to go against or up with Tom Brady when it came to a Hall of Fame nomination. It wasn't happening. He's not sharing that moment. Um, so he would have done something this year. Uh, this helps him out with that part. I think it's a fine fit with the Jets, uh, but I'll remind all of the Jets fans, it's been, what, 14 years since Aaron Rodgers went to a Super Bowl? So well, let's pump the brakes on the Jets' odds being what they are, and they're going to win the East, and let, let's calm down. They're, they're still probably the third best team in the East. It's just, we got we to gotta pump the brakes. I get that everyone's happy about this. Don't give me that look. What's that look? Nah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of Jeff fans are going to be looking at you that way. You're talking right. about still the third best think, team in the East. I still, I don't think that they overpaid for this either. So I won't say that I think that the, the Packers like won this deal uh, necessarily outright. I think it's it's fine. They see the window that they're in. It's tough to get a quarterback. Did you feel good going? I mean, we'll talk about it when we talk quarterbacks in the draft. I don't know that I feel good if I draft any of these guys. Right? Like it's not. It's not great. The drafts of crapshoot at most positions, especially mm-hmm. the quarterback position. We see more guys bust than don't at yep. the quarterback spot. You know, they're getting guy be with the team that he's, he's joining, right? Yeah, they get a guy who's you know won an MVP recently, more recently than Lamar. Um, it's it's a it's a good fit. The offense we've seen is good. The defense is good. If Aaron Rodgers can play like the Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago. Um, Man, yeah, this team's going to win some games and can make the playoffs. And that's a win for the Jets, right? Like, I think a win for the Jets this year is getting into the playoffs. And if you can keep them around next year, maybe you can do better than that. I don't know how much building you're going to do because you just send away a bunch of draft picks. But um, they they did very good in the draft last year. So I think they're going to be okay with this over the next couple seasons. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I think it's fine for both teams. Um, I, I would prefer to be the Packers in this situation, though. I think that's a great question, though, from Fracture Wanda. Can we trust the other teams in the East, though? Uh, also, Greg, also, Greg says, I think the Jets are better than the Dolphins. Hmm. Sure. I, I mean, that's a that's a debate for, you know, when, when the regular season rolls around. Like I said, again, I don't want to derail anything. Um, but, I, I mean, do we do we think that – I mean, I'm, I'm a Brees Hall. I, I, he, right from here in Iowa, loved seeing him – the guys are always better the second year off the off the injury. I, I I will stay away from him in fantasy this year. Do not trust him coming up. You know what are they going to do with that? Aaron Rodgers needs a strong run game. We've seen that. Does he have that that chemistry with wide receivers that has been maybe the problem in in Green Bay since he lost Devontae? We don't know. I just think there are a lot of question marks there too. I don't disagree that there are question marks surrounding Miami or even Buffalo for that matter. Last time we saw them, they were probably losing the worst football game of the entire NFL season. They just got <laughs> dog walked. Um, but everything gets erased, and these teams starting fresh. I I think that ultimately it's going to be fun. I mean, it's uh, and the the thing that we should all love the most is that the Patriots are the are clearly the fourth best team in this division, and we should uh, we should we should love that at least for a year or two while we can because i have a, i have a cousin that's a that's a patriots fan that feels as though that they are going to the pay they are going to the playoffs this year i mean they got the maybe they draft i don't know i don't know mac jones ain't doing it i mean look i i'm looking at the afc east the way that we usually look at the nfc south every year as in everybody kind of has a way to continue to go from bottom to top and i'm not saying it's going to happen to the afc east but Tua is an, is is not a is not a 
a um, guarantee, right, that he's going to be at that position. You know, any, any, no. any bump to his to his head, maybe yeah. he's out for six games, right? Maybe Aaron, he retires. He out, flat, outright talked Aaron, about retirement yes. because of the concussions, and he should. I, the fact that he used the fact, you know, he wants his kids, and I mean, that, all that is reasons to retire. That's a totally different conversation. Um, but, I mean, tell me he doesn't take a bad hit and he decides to call today, and then what do they do? They they try to try to get, like, Ryan Tannehill or something. But – um, Bring him back for for part two. I don't know, man. <laughs> that team needs a. a, a I, I don't know. I, but if, if, have two, if two is out there, on. which is what we're we have to base everything on right now, right? The two is the guy. He's gonna be healthy. Um, you know, there were multiple other players in the league that suffered multiple concussions last year. We don't talk about them the way we talked about Tua. We also didn't see them in prime time in the fencers pose. You know, I, I get it, but. We have to assume that it's Tua, so I think that that's that makes for three really good teams, and I, I do I don't know I, I lean towards this being one of the better divisions in football right now. So um, it's not a it's not a simple task for one Aaron Rodgers to go out and just uh, win, right? He would have been better off staying in the NFC if the goal was to make the playoffs and maybe win a game or two. Ish. Yeah, um, I disagree. I disagree from the standpoint of I think that the the Packers won this trade. Um, I think that with this trade, I get everything that you're saying. It doesn't feel like they gave up too much. Um, but what it does for me is not necessarily the assets they gave up, but the pressure it puts on the Jets. This trade is very much you, you're saying if they get to the playoffs this year, that's a win for them, right? I don't, I disagree. You got to make it to AFC Championship. A- the longest uh, playoff drought in professional sports you right now. Make, but but I don't think this move was for the playoffs. The move was not no. to just get to the playoffs. The move is obviously to win a Super Bowl and AFC Championship or bust. To me, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers does not have as long left in this game as people want to think. Right. So this is very much a move of we have to do this immediately and also. Another reason why I think that the um, the Packers won this, part of this trade as well, is you're hoping that Aaron Rodgers somehow goes against everything he has done in the past and is going to teach and coach and mentor Zach Wilson so that when he does eventually leave, Zach Wilson or whoever you're going to bring in is going to be the guy, and I just don't see it happening. So for me, it's the Jets are going to have Aaron Rodgers for however many years he's going to – he has left and then they gonna have to figure something else out again. And that to me makes them the loser in this. Cause I don't see them winning a Super Bowl. I don't see it happening. I don't see it in the next couple of years, them winning the Super Bowl. And so if you don't win the Super Bowl, you gave away what a second round, you swap picks this year, which that's not that big a deal. But you gave away a second round that could definitely help you out. You gave away a really sixth second. rounder that could help, you know, add some depth to the team. And you gave away a first rounder for next year. So you are actually going to hurt your team's development and what you can do to build in the hopes of winning the Super Bowl. And you're not going to win a Super Bowl. So to me, they lost. The Packers got something. They're going to get a chance. Now, does that mean the Packers are going to be the better team? Does that mean the Packers are going to make the playoffs? I just, I don't think so. I mean, we saw last year they are a hot mess. Um, I don't 
have that much faith in Jordan Love. I felt like if they even had faith in him, then they maybe would have pulled the trigger on the Aaron Rodgers thing last year instead of waiting a whole nother year. So I don't think they have faith in him. They're going to come out and say that they do, but they don't. It's clear they don't. Um, so that whole situation is another interesting um, scenario because I don't know if they feel good about anybody in this draft, but I guess you could use the fact that you moved up two spots and the extra second if you want to and somebody's dropping, maybe you move up and get a quarterback if you feel good about it this year. See, this is an argument that I have because, they, I mean, they have to make it a decision. They will have to because of the short amount of time left on Jordan Love's rookie deal. They've got to make that decision much quicker than most teams do. They're going to have yep. to – say Jordan Love comes out and has a great season. They win that division, right? I mean, that's it, it's out there. It's, it's wild kind of, but not really because I don't know that there's a great team in that division. So – uh, say that happens. Now what do they do? Do they got to go out and pay him like big money, like a, like a, a starting quarterback? Because Man. there's that much time left on his deal. I, I just think they really yeah. screwed the pooch on yep. the timeline with him. And I think you're right. At a certain point, they may have to just plan on starting over. I think if you if you had some truth serum, the uh, the front office would tell you that they kind of hope that he isn't great and they can replace him and start over at the quarterback position maybe next year. They'll still have an early draft pick. They'll have a Jets pick. They'll be they'll be they're gonna have lots of teams that are gonna be geared up and maybe year. trying to get up in that draft. Yep. Um, because I, I do think that we have a, a good quarterback coming up next year. I don't know that we have one this year. Um, I think we'll I'm thinking about next year as well too. I don't know if we're on the same page of the guy, but I think next year the quarterback that I'm thinking of is can be a franchise guy. That's my. Opinion. I agree with you. We'll see. We'll see. I, what I, I would agree with that. I, mean, I don't know if I were teams this guy. year. If I were teams this year, I'd be giving up assets to collect assets for next year so I can move up and go get them. I don't know, again, if we're Who's talking about the same guy, guy, but Caleb Williams. Yes. Oh. Okay. I'm just making sure we're on the same I think, that's the cons- okay. I think no, I, right I now that's the consensus number one guy. I'm yeah. just making sure. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Like the Cardinals. It's in the catbird seat to go get I don't him. think anybody's talking about Quinn Ewers or any of the other guys. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. We're talking about. No, I'm, I've been watching Caleb Williams for a while now, and I'm very impressed. And and I think last year definitely sealed it for me when it comes to if he would have came out this year, I think he would still be number one quarterback. That's my well, opinion. And it's the Lincoln Riley. It's the Lincoln Riley system, which That's, which which I can mean, which can mean that you can be very good, or you can be very deceptively good to where you might look good, but once you get to the next level, hey. yeah. But, but he's got the size. He the, unlike that's some what of the other guys he has all there, of the he know. has all of the prototypical quarterback that can that can make him look a lot better than, of course, another quarterback that's in the system, aka Kyler Murray, due to his size. But we'll talk about that another time. I just want to finish up on Kyle this Murray. regarding um, the trade and just mainly the the Packers side of things. And like y'all stated, if Jordan Love has a great season. I mean, yeah, it puts the front office in a in a chokehold to try to figure out what are they, or what are, you know, what are they going to do? Because when it comes to the business aspect of things in football, yeah, of course you want to win games. Yeah, you want to go to Super Bowl. But like Casey said, I mean, it's like I mean, I don't want you to have too good of a season. So do you kind of sabotage your season? Because we've seen it happen. GMs can do that. No, I, do, per- I do think- on purpose. I do think the Packers are going to come out in full FU mode and draft offensive players in this draft just just to to flip off Aaron Rodgers. I really do. I mean, that's I that's a possibility. It. I mean, especially with the the guys that are out there. 
Um, I mean, we have numerous wide receivers. I think there are some yeah. guys out there that can definitely make an impact day one, just like last year. Where I mean, if you look at the last wide, the wide receiver group, the last five years, I mean, they obviously wide receivers are a lot better than they have been in the past because it seems like there's one guy at least every draft that's coming out hair on fire, uh, trying to make a mark out here. And I think this is going to happen again this year to where whoever. Uh, like uh, again, my guy Jack, uh, Jackson Smith Nagimba. I can't say it last name correctly, but Nagimba. That's what I'm gonna say. It's gonna be Nagimba. But anyways, uh, I think somebody like him, and then of course Marvin Harrison Jr. In a, in a very very uh, short time. I mean, these are guys that are going to transcend that position in the NFL moving forward. So, with that being said. I'm excited to talk about that division moving forward because I think that one's definitely up for grabs. I don't think anybody with the Bills too. We're looking. Hey, we, we got to look at the Bills, and 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 they're going to have to look take a hard look at themselves in the mirror as well too. Uh, I hear the noise from Josh that I'm talking about. You know, I'm, I'm motivated more than ever this upcoming year. I don't hear that. I don't hear that. You know, we we, we know what you can do. That's that's great in the regular season, but you know, we're starting to look at you more on the postseason type of type of level to where you got to get it in the postseason if you want to be prepared to. A, compared to a guy like Patrick Mahomes. So with that being said, if you take a step backwards due to what's going on in the division, you know, we might have to start looking at Josh Allen a little bit differently. So again, another time, another place. We'll talk about that um, another day here on X-Hawking-ish. Let's go ahead and get to, of course, what you guys came here for, which is mock yeah. draft. And yeah. I'll go ahead and start with Ish. And it seems like Ish is I very excited. to start with me. Why not? To be honest, I did this mock draft probably like 10 times because <laughs> this is – I know, to be honest with you, this is one of those years where I think unlike – years in the past where there are clear top guys at most positions okay so clear it, it wasn't just me like okay. Okay. okay this team is definitely linked this way i think one this year there are a lot of teams that have way too many needs right okay but okay. that is made worse by the fact that this is the one draft in i mean recent memory where there is n- literally no real clear guys at any position where you just look at a guy and you say, that's the clear top guy at that position. We know he's the first one on that position coming off the board. Pretty much every position is like, well, if the team likes this guy, maybe they go here, maybe they go here. Like everybody right now, this first round, I think this year is probably the most unpredictable first round of any recent draft i, I mean just it's you said that because i feel like we said the exact same thing last year when it comes to the first round being so unpredictable and i think that's what we're going to continue to keep seeing in in, in the field because of just how much talent we have coming out of college football yeah but i i don't necessarily think it's just a talent thing i think it also has to do with um i think philosophy the philosophies in in, in the nfl have kind of started to shift you have different philosophies that are picking up we're in a transition where especially on the offensive side of the ball of where Teams are starting to value certain positions a little more, like you just mentioned. In years past, I would say this. It was very clear. If you picked a wide receiver in the first round, it don't expect a, any yeah. production from them a, for the first less. maybe two years, or three less. years. Now you can pick a wide receiver in the first round, and that person can come out and completely transform your offense because of the transition we're having right now in the NFL. So I think yep. because philosophies are changing, um, because of values on positions have changed a lot in the past couple of years, it's made drafts different. 
not a million percent agree on that one. And I thought I was the only one that was sitting, literally just looking at the screen for at least five or 10 minutes, <laughs> trying to figure out what draft pick to make after. Like, I was only on draft 10. Like, I, I'm, just like, I'm just yeah, like, I'm just like, I mean, they, I hate this. They could get this guy. Yeah, that's why I don't also, do this. But they also might need this guy. But then if they get I mean, it's, it's pretty I mean, much a guess. And then uh, also, I know for a fact, we know for a fact there are going to be trades, right? But yeah, that's for the, the sake of that's the hardest drafts, part. We don't, yes, do yes. The, we don't project you trades can. out, right? Yes, because it's yes. hard to project what's going to happen, who's going to be willing to deal with who and what. So really, just to throw it out there for everyone, as you're looking at this crazy mock draft that I have out there, um, one – there are no trades, so no I trade. did it. No if you're staying in that position and the board lies how it lies, right? Two, I didn't pick based off of who I would pick. I picked off of the age-old, if there's smoke, there's fire. Because in the NFL, normally if there's smoke, there's fire around the draft, right? So, like, if you look at number two and you see Tyree Wilson there, I'm not saying Tyree Wilson is better than Will Anderson. I'm not saying he produced better than Will Anderson. But there's smoke around Tyree Wilson to the Texans, them liking Tyree Wilson better. And last year, if everyone remembers, Trayvon Walker, all of a sudden around draft time, he jumps up the board and everybody's like, well, they like the way he projects in the NFL. I think it's a similar situation with Tyree Wilson this year, which is why Tyree Wilson goes at two for me. I don't know about the quarterback situation. It could be a quarterback at number two, but no one knows what Houston is doing. And I think a lot of that depends on number one. If Bryce Young stays there, as you know, people have projected, but now we're starting to hear Will Levis is catching Will Levis. at the end, you know, whatever. Bryce Young stays there. I think Houston trades out of that pick or they select whoever they like the best as a defender there. So Tyree Wilson is likely going there for me. Um, Will Anderson, standard. Then you get to four. And again, it's another situation where no one really knows who the Colts value. There are rumors out there. They like Will Levis. They like C.J. Stroud if he's there. Some people are saying if C.J. Stroud's there, they're still picking Will Levis. Anthony Richardson is a wild card. I don't really know. I did this 10 times because there were times where I had Anthony Richardson going all the way to the end of the first round because I just couldn't put him anywhere. I didn't see it. And the only reason why I say that is if you put a Will Levis here and let's say you put a C.J. Stroud at seven like I have him at seven for Las Vegas – well, it's going to take a team trading up or a team trading back into the first round to get an Anthony Richardson. I don't see if he falls past seven, and if that happens, I don't see it being an organic pick of somebody in their current spot picking Anthony Richardson. I definitely see it as someone's going to move up because they really like him and he's fallen, or somebody's moving back in at the end of the first round. So because we're not doing trades, Anthony Richardson goes at four. Uh, Jalen Carter, the, uh, five, it becomes a wild card as well. Same thing with six. I think if Jalen Carter falls to six, he goes at six. But because he didn't, Christian Gonzalez, they need a backfill for Okuda, who they just traded to Atlanta. Um, CJ Stroud to Las Vegas somehow picked up steam, but now they're saying CJ Stroud may go outside the top 10. I don't care. Um same at when you get to Chicago, I think they're definitely picking an offensive lineman who they pick. I think is who they think is the best there. So it's either Paris Johnson or it would be um, Peter Skronsky, right? Skronsky. Um, there are some people projecting Skronsky as a guard and not necessarily a tackle at the next level. I think it depends on what Chicago wants to do there, honestly. 
Um, do they want to tackle? If they want a true tackle, maybe they go Paris Johnson. If they're willing to, you know, kind of do the tweener game of maybe he could play tackle, maybe he could play guard, then Skoronsky's the first one off the board. Who knows, right? X, your team is an interesting play, right? Yeah, so that interesting pick. We've heard a lot of things about this team, right? We've heard that Tennessee might move up and go get the quarterback that they want. They might even trade with the Texans. The Texans might trade with Tennessee. Um, We're hearing all sorts of crazy things. I don't believe the Texans would ever trade with Tennessee to allow them to go get their quarterback. So um, in this situation, Will Levis happened to fall for them. I doubt Will Levis falls to them on Thursday, but – Hey, there are no trades. I'm giving Will Levis to your team. I doubt that. I see it more like an offensive lineman or some impact player going there. Um, definitely wide receiver. I could see that in play as well. Speaking of wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba is the first wide receiver coming off the board for me. Um, some people are saying Zay Flowers. Again, this is a position where it just depends on who they rate high at that position. I definitely think why if you go defensive lineman. At number two for Houston, you got to get a wide receiver or some sort of impact player um, at twelve. You can't you can't just go two defensive players. That's I just can't see it. Green Bay, I have getting Dalton Kincaid, kind of similar in the line of you guys saying they're going to go out there and go get weapons. That's the Jets. That, you got that for the Jets. No, nah, Dalton Kincaid is with the the Jets, the Packers. That's the Packers. Okay, pick swap. Pick swap. <laughs> Um, and then Skaronsky, yeah, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr. Pretty much right in this middle part is why I kept redoing it, right? Yeah, because yeah. I don't know after pretty much Green Bay, I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, once you get outside 10, man, like, like 10 is so hard. There's a reason ball. you can't bet on picks outside 10. Oh, no, oh, no, in Vegas because after that, it's, it's really crapshoot with trades and things like that. It's so difficult. It's, it's, I don't have anyone doing all Two things stuff, I don't man. bet on in sports, drafts and, and, and um, well, there's and money to be March made Madness. And March Madness. I do not touch March Madness. Can't do it. Also, oh, just one thing to highlight for the draft that I didn't uh, – that I want to pick out here. Bijan Robinson going all the way to Dallas, right? Yeah, That's definitely that. not happening. Um, I could definitely see him going at 10. 10. If Philly really – I, I just the luxury pick, man. It, I think that that's it's a too perfect, perfect for him right to go there. Ahead. It will yeah, happen, it, but and also it if should. You, if you're thinking of teams who need running back in the first round, right? It's got to be one of the NFC East teams, right? So if I'm Philly, do I want to risk the Cowboys getting him, or do I want to risk you know him possibly going? I doubt he would go to the Giants, but Washington. It's in. Play, he's in play for Washington I think as well. The Giants are in play. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, with Saquon's situation. That franchise I mean, yeah. tag, then oh, they yeah, can just sure. trade him. Sure. I, some things can yeah. happen there. I think right. I think the Giants definitely are picking up a piece. That's why I got Quentin Johnson going there. Uh, I think they got to pick up weapons uh, for my man Danny Dimes. He can't carry the load by himself again this year. Um, and then, you know, for the Chiefs, I have, to be honest, I have no idea what the Chiefs are going to do. I think Edge is where they need to go because of who we've lost in the offseason. It's got to be Edge, the best edge rusher on the board. Here I have Will McDonald as the best one on the board um, after all the picks. But whoever's there, I think it's going to be best edge rusher at the end of the day. And then, yeah, Jamar Gibbs, he snuck in because I do think the Eagles, you got to replace Miles Sanders. And I think you 
you, if you don't get Bijan Robinson, I think someone at the end of the first round may be going to look at a Jamar Gibbs. They could get Derrick Henry for it, too. That's true. See, here Derrick we go. Play. Everybody, everybody <laughs> want to keep throwing out these Titan players going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, he's in play. We've seen that y'all like to do business with them anyway. So, first I, I of think, all, Derrick Henry I, I is think they should anymore. take him at ten. I think they should take Bijan at 10, but if they want to play with fire and see if he's there with the next pick, and then maybe if he's not, the problem is taking on that money for Derrick Henry. I do believe that the Titans are op- actively shopping him. They probably should be. Um, they need to probably go full, uh, you know, full rebuild ish mode. So, um, I that that's where, where my go. mindset, at least for them, would be because I do think they need to, the running back. You know, they could work on both those lines. That's something that they've done and done well. Um, so I would trust them if they decided that's what they wanted to do. But this team is. Um, very good and probably a clear favorite. And I think in that division that Vegas might disagree with it being a clear favorite, but, um, and probably in the NFC in general, the NFC is not very good. So make that luxury pick, go get a running back, do what the bills didn't do last year. They should have went out and got Brees Hall pounded the table for it. Never happened. Yeah. Go do it and make your team. That was that a big miss. A big miss. Well, I do love everything that you said within your draft is honestly, because I've, Pretty much felt the same way. Now our picks are definitely not going to match, and that's perfectly okay because that is what we're here for. We're not here it's to like March Madness. Yeah, we're not exactly. We're not here to have it. Yeah, I'm saying. But sure. um, I, I thought your drive honestly was very interesting, especially with Will Levis going at uh, eleven. Main reason why for me as a Titans fan is because, like Casey said, if we're gonna go full rebuild mode, and like I said earlier, I'm looking to Caleb Williams. I'm looking into drafting. Go ahead and draft. Uh, sorry, trade that trade that pick. Go backwards. Just continue to keep getting a whole bunch of draft picks for this season. This season, uh, this season, get get you three or four wins in. Tra- trade Tannehill and Derrick Henry, and go ahead and get Caleb Williams and start over that way. That's that's what I would do if I wanted to put all my eggs in a basket. I would go out and go get Caleb Williams. Can I be honest with you? Of course, I don't can. like that that play. I hear what y'all are saying, and um. You know, a lot of Texan fans, they're out here screaming that, like, hey, we don't like any of the quarterbacks. Let's just wait till next year. You see what happened this year, right? If you don't, you don't know what's going to happen in the season. You cannot guarantee that you are going to have the number one pick. And if you don't have the number one pick, there's no guarantee that the team that has number one pick is willing to play ball with you, right? So unless you're going out... Well, I mean, I mean, a dumbest shit they could have done was tell Lovey Smith you were done after this. Of course, he was going to go out and try to win that game and screw them over. No I better. Mean, I, I just think that Texans for me, it's no, it's no guarantee you end up with the first pick. And if you don't have the first pick, you don't know whether or not they're going to play ball. And if you don't know if a team's going to play ball, why would you put all your eggs? If you're Houston, you need a quarterback. I don't see it. As you're waiting next year to, and you're hoping this one guy, unless you know multiple guys next year that you're saying, okay, of these guys, I'd rather go with one of these three instead of the three or four that are the top of this draft, then I say, cool. But if you're in love with one guy, you can't do what you're talking about, X. I'm sorry. It just can't, you can't do it. It's too much of a, a risk to try to wait next year and hope you somehow magically land with the one guy you love. No, I got you. I mean, and like we saw last year with with the Texans, Texans kind of assumed <laughs> that they had the number one pick locked, right? And then all of a sudden, the Panthers Levy come and, and take that. Now, 
I will say this. It's probably not going to happen as well, too, because Mike Rabel is too prideful to let that happen. He's not going to. Mike Rabel is a guy that's obviously been an NFL coach of the year and also is a guy that will probably go strap up a uniform on himself to go out and go play a game right now to not be the last team in the NFL to make sure that happens on his watch. So I don't see that happening as well. Again, this is just wishful thinking. I don't think those will happen to the Titans, but – Again, it's interesting. That's why we do this draft. That's why we do this mock draft. That's why we also have, of course, the episode of Draft uh, Hindsight 2020, which we'll get into later on. Fracture Wana, of course, our Texan fan, he says, Texans get the 6th and the 18th. Lions get 2nd. Texans draft Levis at 6th. Lions draft Jalen Carter at 2. Thoughts? I think the Lions are okay with their quarterback situation. In 18. Oh, I million percent agree, Casey. Yeah. I don't know that I agree with it. I've been the golf hater for years. Go back and listen to past episodes of my podcast. <laughs> um, but he seems to fit in that system really well. Everyone seems to be buying into it. This team is the favorite to win that division right now. Um, no, he's saying the Lions... they move up for Jalen Carter. Yeah, Lions did I get, misread that? Yeah, they Lions move James, up for Jalen Carter. But the thing Texans get uh, the thing for me Texans. there is okay, I, I think Jalen, I think Jalen's to me, I think Jalen falls to them. I, I don't he, necessarily disagree with that. I, I don't know that I'm moving up to two for Jalen Carter. I think I definitely think if a team is moving up to two with the Texans, they're moving up for a quarterback. And that's where if the Texans are trying to move down and hope that a certain quarterback falls to them, again, this is dumb because we don't know what is going to happen if, let's say, for instance, a team moves up and they want Stroud at two, right? They move up and get Stroud. Who's to say that somebody doesn't call Arizona as soon as you trade two and Stroud goes off the board and they say, Arizona, we're going to give you a boatload because we think Will Levis is the guy and we don't want Indianapolis or Houston to get him, right? So that's where, for me, the Texans are in this bad spot of you can't really trade back in hopes with a quarterback because as soon as you trade that pick and a quarterback that another team likes falls to three, it's a, it's, you know, it's a crapshoot there, right? We know it's going to be – a Everybody's going to go to the phones and immediately start calling. So you can't do that if you're the Texans. If you have a quarterback that you like enough that you're willing to draft them in the first round, I feel like you got to go at two. All right. Let's go ahead and get to my mock draft. Yeah, I want to see I'll your keep it, that's cool. I'll keep it quick. I uh, won't be too long on mine, and then we'll get into the other topics that we have for tonight. Um, like you said, Ish, I, I, I felt like one and two was easy for me, for me. After that, it was just like, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> um, so I'll start with Bryce Young. I, I just use your phrase that you use, Ish, where there's smoke, there's fire. I just feel like the relationship between not just Bryce Young and the coaching staff and the players with, with uh, Carolina, but also the ownership, the new ownership group that's coming to Carolina, it feels as though that – they are definitely trying to put their footprint on this organization day one. They they are active amongst pro days and trying to get to know these guys firsthand basis. These are not this is not the old school Jerry um, uh, Richardson where he's just sitting back and just watching guys you know uh, do what they do. They they are in in front and center, uh, making sure that they. Uh, get the right guy. 
know, if it's no matter if it's Bryce Young or Will Levis or even uh, CJ Stroud, right? So right now it looks like to me it's a match made in heaven with Bryce Young with Carolina. Obviously, being an Alabama guy, it's easy to get fans to root for Carolina. Uh, I just think that's an obvious, easy decision, my opinion on that one. Will Anderson, again, head coach, D'Amico Ryans, former Alabama guy. Will Anderson, former Alabama guy. Again, it just it just makes too much sense. I know it's easy to say the Texans should go quarterback. But like Casey says, we've seen more busts and booms in the first round. You'd be surprised how much more value you can get from a quarterback after the first round, I don't especially after the third all. round, especially I after think, the third round. I mean, I think I, I go, Casey. they could move in. They can move back in. I mean, they got that. Other, I, they could just do so much. I think that this team wants to try to set up a good roster before they bring in a quarterback. I don't know how much success they'll have with that. Um, you know, coaching is king when it comes to to these quarterbacks coming into the league too. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. Maybe the, you know, I think that they're more likely to take, you know, a quote unquote best available, you know, whatever they feel that their biggest need is and bypass the quarterback situation and come back to it. I don't know that they're the team that's going to be uh, at the top of the draft board next year to, to definitely lock in someone like Caleb Williams, but um I, there's just so much else you can build and there are other, other quarterbacks out there. There are other pieces they could play with that, you know, I, I still do believe someone's going to sneak back and it's, you know, per, trades projected. We'll, we'll talk about that here, you know, momentarily, because I do think there's a few things that a couple top contenders here, especially at the top of the draft for, for teams trading out the Texans being one of them. If somebody wants to move up and give them things, they need, they need more than a quarterback. So if someone calls the Texans and offers multiple things, I think they would take it and, and take those pieces to, to get multiple players. Um, but I do firmly still believe that someone sneaks back into the the back of the, the first round here, and we see a Hendon Hooker off the board. I think that fifth-year option is first round, huh? I pass. I think oh, that the over-under over is four and a half right now. Um, I, I like the over better. Um, I do think that at the bottom part of that – I mean, you could see someone like Minnesota take him, honestly – um, just to stash behind cousins, and you know he's a bit of a first, project. First round, though. Yes, you get that fifth year option. You get that extra fifth year. You ain't got to pay your quarterback. That My point is, is that I don't look at him as a first round. But I, I got you the first round option. I got that part. But I think that's why well, we've seen this, it. We've seen it with Lamar. We saw it with uh, Teddy Two Gloves. We've seen it a few times. Team will come in to thirty or thirty-one just to get that quarterback coming up. Just a handful of spots. It'll be a team. You know, like the Texans who have an early second round pick that, uh-huh. you know, move up three, four spots. Kansas City gladly goes, yeah, I'll take a little couple extra pieces on the back end. We draft well, well on the back end. Go get your quarterback and, you know, we'll we'll pick up someone in the back end. I, I think you could see something like that happen. I do still also believe that there are some teams that aren't so sure about their future. It's quarterback position that could also um, go and, and get him. So, um I, I think that the Texans are are primed to either get out of that spot or not draft a quarterback. Oh, I can see them getting out of that spot. I think it, it's it's. I think they're a prime candidate to, to move out. I think the Cardinals are a prime candidate to move out. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the the Seahawks are praying that this draft falls the right way and someone has to move up and offers them just a boatload of things because they are fine with rolling with Geno this year. His mm-hmm. contract drops very team friendly after this year. They could move on from him, draft someone. 
you know, in, in the later rounds here and give them a shot or, you know, plan on getting someone next year and just sort of stockpile some picks to, to build other positions. Uh, I, they're a prime candidate for me to move back. I think the, is, is Seattle, um, you know, and Atlanta, the Raiders, I think man, I think the Raiders might be on the radar for a quarterback. I, I, I got talked into that the, this week. I, I think that we could see one of these quarterbacks. See, it's funny you make. say that. It's funny you say that because I really was going to put C.J. Stroud. Because there ain't no – that's at, not the, the thing, at, right? For the Raiders, but I just, I just didn't know You can't roll if, with Jimmy, can you? <laughs> yeah, C.J. Stroud's at seven. I think it, it makes sense. I, but, but again, I, I thought that – Really they wanted to do far. this Patriot way for right now, right? I don't know what direction that Josh McDaniels and them want to do. I don't know if they just want to collect a check and they're okay well, with it. Like, I don't know what what was going on in Vegas right now. And that's the other thing to me that I that I argued about on 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 our podcast this week was I, I don't know if Mike McDaniels necessarily has the or Jesus uh, if he's got necessarily got the time to to draft a quarterback that isn't going to see the field for a couple years because of the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff and. By the time we get to him, or is the ownership ready to move on at head coach too? Because this is this is the trend. If you go look at first round, first first overall quarterback, first five quarterback that look at their quarter or their head coach over the next few years. I think the last like five or six were gone within two years. I mean, it's it's bad teams drafting these quarterbacks, so that's bound to happen. But man, I I don't want a quarterback if I'm in those top couples. I really don't, unless it's it's one of those guys that is earmarked as a generational guy. You know, your Trevor Lawrence, your Andrew Luck, guys like that. I would rather my team just go get a best player available and figure out quarterback another way. I know that that's the way to do it. But, I mean, hot take, if I'm the Colts, I'm I'm going to draft best player available. And then once this draft is over, I'm going after Lamar. That's what I'm doing. Mm. They can have my pick next year that is worse than mm. it is now. I don't, just because I got to give you two first-round picks don't mean I got to give you number four overall. You can get my playoff pick for next year when my team makes the playoffs in that not great division. Like I, that's that's just me. I I don't think it happens. I think they draft quarterback and they're just mediocre. Where's, where's the again. where's the bomb? Where's the bomb where you need to? <laughs> yeah, drop the I, bomb. Woo! The problem the problem with that is, like I said on last week's show, I think Baltimore has been sitting there twiddling their fingers, laughing and smiling, like ha 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 ha. We want you guys to go out there and offer Lamar all this money because we're just going to match whatever you, whatever any team offers. I think they're I just they going to match They would have just been with the franchise tag and been done with it. They would have been exclusive for a reason. I don't think I don't think that's the reason though. I think they wanted him to go out and see that the market isn't what he thinks it is for him, and they they have done that purposely. They want him to go see the market isn't what it is, sure. and also because it plays for them two parts, right? If someone is willing to give him money that they weren't willing to give him, okay, fine. That's the market, and we'll match it. Or no one's willing to give you what you're asking for, and you end up having to, to you know, compromise with us and take what we're willing to give you as our maximum offer. So I think it works for them. I think that Baltimore has played this the whole time how they saw it. Hey, you want to test the market? Cool. Any, if the market says you're worth this, we'll match it because that's how much we like. The it. problem is, is the market would say is worth it plus two first round picks. Like if it were just pay the kid, I do think that you'd have more teams knocking down the door to do it. But the fact that they got to give up those picks to do oh, it, oh yeah, yeah, or to make to give up two I mean, there are there are ways once this is over that we can get it done too. I I still love a you know like a Trey Lance straight up for Lamar situation. Maybe some picks in there to make it work. Like something. I, if I'm Lamar, I'm just not playing. Like you, you guys gonna roll out Snoop Huntley? Like good for you. Good luck. 
your fan base is going to riot. They're going to be pissed because or, or they can get it done. They can, they can pick, you know, Anthony Richardson. They ain't going to do that, though, because by the time they know Lamar's not playing, the draft's over. All right, I don't let me, know. Finish, let me finish up with my first round since we're only on yeah. number two. We only got an hour worth of show left. Oh. An hour worth of show, a couple more minutes left. So let me just run it down. I just agree with everybody saying when it comes to the Cardinals, they can go pretty much anywhere they want to. I just threw out a tackle there, honestly, mainly because of to protect Kyler Murray. I wouldn't if, wouldn't surprise me at all if they go backwards with the Colts. I think we're all in agreement with either you're getting a quarterback here in the draft or you might go after Lamar. Seahawks. I like Jalen Carter going there mainly because of who you're going to be paired up with. And that's Pete Carroll and that type of defensive scheme. And also Pete Carroll going to let you do you as long as you don't do silly stuff outside of football, Jalen Carter. So don't do no silly stuff. You should be fine over there. If the Lions are able to get Jackson Smith, Nick, no, say it one more time for Nijigba. me. Nick Jigba. Thank you, sir. I think the Lions will have a serious opportunity to play for the NFC Championship. I think he makes that big of an impact on the offensive side of the ball to where if the Lions can round out the draft, they can find a way to make a serious impact in the playoffs. Raiders, again, tackle, it's a safe – You know, anytime for me I feel like you want to go with a safe choice first rounder, offensive defensive line. That's just – if I'm going to have a bus – I'd rather have a bus there. The Texans, the Texans will have something to say about that, but <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, I bet. Uh, Falcons again. I think they could have gone any direction here. Uh, the Bears, and then we get to the Eagles. Now we talked about with Ish's pick, or I'm sorry, Ish's mock draft. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Bijan Robinson drops there to Philadelphia right into their laps, but I just don't see a running back, especially a running back that. That and I, I I love B. John Robinson. I think he is, yeah, the best running back in the draft. But you know, he wasn't the Ricky Williams coming out, right? The Heisman Trophy winning, you know, the guy that everybody wants to get. I think he is a guy, and I think he will be probably even better in the NFL in the right scheme. But I just don't know if anybody wants to pull the trigger that that early in the draft. So I think that's the only reason why he You'll dropped. Be surprised. I, we will. If, if, there's, if we there's will. any team, if there's any team, I would just say the argument for him at ten. If there's any team that can afford to select a luxury pick like Bijan Robinson in the top ten, it's Philly. I mean, they just made it to the Super Bowl. They really don't have a ton of holes. They yeah, have, no, they, they and, and I agree. Back. It's, it's, I like, it's like the Chiefs. It's like the Chiefs, right? Yeah, I keep the rich keep getting richer. But I, I, the reason why I went guard here yeah, is because I want to make sure that that line is solidified for Hurts. We just paid a lot of sense. money for Hurts. I want to make sure he's protected. So that's why I went that route. I went with the Titans. I went with um, – I, I feel as though probably the best – one of the best defensive ends in the in the uh in the draft. I think a very underrated defensive end. I think he will in four and three, I'm sorry, three to five years will show that he's probably one of the better guys. Look, when it comes to Iowa, you cannot discredit what they do in that in those trenches. Offensive line, defensive line, and tight ends. I mean, if if they're gonna produce some, it's gonna be those three. You know, it might not be, it might not be quarterbacks, it might not be other positions, but it definitely will be on that line because they're just cornbread fed. And if Lucas can come there and join um, Jeffrey Simmons, who of course they just gave a big deal to, you can at least start off there and 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 build on that defense side of the ball again moving forward into the future for Tennessee. I think C.J. Stroud falls into the Texans' lap. 
right? Falls right. They don't want him. <laughs> hey, they might, they might not. But hey, here we go, and and he, and they're gonna get him, and we'll see what happens moving forward with the Texans. Um, I like what we talked about with Green Bay putting it uh, to Aaron Rodgers, say, hey, let's go ahead and get some more offensive weapons. Go ahead and get Dalton Kincaid. I think Dalton Kincaid is a is a guy that's going to be just like Travis Kelsey. They need tight ends like, too. I mean, just like Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's, yeah. it's just this is the new generation tight ends. I mean, he, he if you watch him uh, play, he, Kyle Pitts he, is a blocker. Okay. Anyways, so again, <laughs> he's a guy he never owned Kyle Pitts in fantasy. <laughs> he he plays wide wide tackle. Kincaid is a guy that can start from day one and will get better as the season goes along. And I feel as though if he's with Green Bay, he can definitely be a safety blanket for Jordan Love. Agree. Uh, Nolan Smith, I've always looked at him as a very cerebral player and falling into uh, New England, I think, is a very great fit. Again, I didn't look at these as um, – I looked at some of these teams as best player, best fit, um, you know, natural fit, and that's just how I looked at it with Nolan Smith. I think he can naturally just fit into that Patriots scheme. I think Bill Belichick will love him. And going from there, Darnell Wright, of course, another uh, piece on the line to protect Aaron Rodgers. Now, this is where things start getting interesting, right? We talked about Washington, all the different places that they can go. Um, I, if, if it's me, I would pick Joey Porter Jr. before Devon Witherspoon. But I think due to the way fate works and the way that storybook endings work, wouldn't surprise me at all if Joey Porter Jr. falls to the Steelers and falls to the team that his dad used to play. match made in heaven, right? That's all I'm saying, right? That's why I wanted yeah. to set it up that way. And I feel as though who knows, maybe that might happen. Michael, Michael Meyer, or Michael Mayer, I should say, Tennessee, uh, tight end from Tennessee. Uh, again, if it's if it's not Kincaid, I'm sorry, if it's not Mayer's, I'm sorry, if it's not Kincaid as the best tight end, it definitely might be Mayer. So it's one, two for those guys. Uh, the Lions get a great pickup there. And then we fall to number 19 with Tampa Bay. I think this is perfect for both sides, right? Again, uh, Tampa Bay don't really have a direction where they're going with the quarterback position moving forward. Yes, yeah, tr- Kyle Trash, but he's not guaranteed to be the starter. You bring in Anthony Richardson, you let him compete. Respect. You let him okay, okay. You let him <laughs> compete for the you let him compete for the job. He's he went to school in Florida. It's an easy transition for fans the, to to rip, to rep the uh, the Buccaneers as well. And why not, right? I mean. Because I, I your think line is absolutely horrendous. You got to go offensive line in the first you're, round. You're not three. okay. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But and you're and, and, and this, this sounds this is going to sound horrible. What I'm going to say, but it's just the truth. To if you're going to have a horrible line, you at least need to have an athletic quarterback to run run away from all the bad stuff that's coming. <laughs> that is horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, so we just gonna go set that man to get sacked. You know. You know, a whole bunch of times he gonna set the record for sacks. <laughs> uh, throw the ball. That away. line is throw the ball away. That's all you gotta do. Throw the ball away. Let's get the let's get the twenty one with the Chargers. Now these two wide receivers that have 21-22, I think these could switch. Uh, I think Jordan Addison can definitely go before Quentin, but I just mm. think the way that maybe the Chargers might look at Quentin, they might look at him as another version of Mike Williams. Uh, you could have two Mike Williams and then also, of course, Keenan Allen, hopefully, if he can continue to come back from his multiple injuries. And if they can have those three, a t- uh, tandem of three, hey, watch, maybe watch out for the Chargers. But we keep saying that year in and year out, so they got to prove it to us. 
The Ravens finally get help for Lamar. You bring in, obviously, OBJ, who I don't think will be healthy by week one. He won't really be the guy until maybe week eight. So we bring in a guy like Jordan Addison. I have been to wide receiver, too. I, you're right. Yeah, you're my question right. is, how many years in a row are they going to pick wide receiver in the first hey, round? They keep saying they're getting hey, help for Lamar, but hey, this is but That's what I'm hand. saying. If you're helping out Lamar and getting a first-round wide receiver every year, I mean, but again, you, have to, you, also, you also have to hit on those picks. You can't just get – First round, you can't get Rashard Bateman, who we all knew that wasn't going to be that great anyways. You go ahead and draft. I mean, I was the last time you heard any group receiver come out of Minnesota? Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. So let's go ahead and move yeah. on. Um, and, again, with some of these picks with, with Minnesota, Jacksonville, these can go either way. I like Zay Flowers falling to the Giants. Um, another piece to add for yeah, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. He, he, needs, he needs it because he can't do it by himself because he's a bum. Uh, and hey, like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then B. John Robinson. dollars a year, bum. You're right. Long as you know. B. John Robinson, again, some of these are just match made in heavens. These are not going to happen. Obviously, trades will happen. I don't think he falls to the Cowboys, but what a hell of a what of a hell of a one of one two punch, right? With uh Bijan and also uh Pollard. I mean, that could definitely look, it's no no more excuses for Dak. If that was to happen and the offense is what it is, there's no more excuses for Dak. And and if Dak cannot perform with these with this team that he's had for the last however many years, you have to start really looking at Dak and just saying he just he's he's just an okay quarterback, and that's okay. Make your money, be okay, and keep one? moving. Because I had him here as well, and we both I think all three of us agree there's no way he falls all the way here, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say that he does somehow end up to Dallas, whether they move up, whatever. Does he not make Tony Pollard obsolete in a sense? Because Pollard's – what Pollard did for them is kind of what everyone projects Bijan to do at the next level. So doesn't it kind of make it a situation where now you've got two of the same guy in the backfield now? I would say yes if this was the past, but because of the way that the NFL is moving – forward when it comes to just i think you have to have two of everything putting more now, weapons on those you gotta, you stuff, gotta have yeah. two hours we already we already knew you had to have two hours but i think you have to have a and i and kc keeps laughing at me when i say this he comes on the show every time and i i throw out my guy that's retired now so you can't get saved by chad henney but you need a decent backup quarterback just to make sure that you are able to steady the ship and it's, i'm not talking about going there and win four games in a row i'm just talking about steady the ship Mm-hmm. And I think with every position now, too, you have to have two of those guys. And if Bijan could come in, and and I don't think he starts day one, but I think he might over time take over the starting position. And well, Tony's still recovering from his injury, isn't he? he? He, I don't think he'll be ready at the start of the season. Well, I guess again, that's something we'll have to look into as well, too. Uh, Which is why I know time timetable now is to move up. up. If I don't know timetable when he'll be back, but I guess we'll see how that all plays out. So, again, let's finish this up first round. Uh, I got the uh, Bills taking a defensive lineman to solidify that line. And then, of course, finishing up everything, more and more defensive guys uh, when it comes to the Bengals taking uh, Kansi out of Pittsburgh and then the Eagles getting Christian Gonzalez. I know you had Christian Gonzalez within your top 15 picks-ish. I don't think he's bad at all. I just think just the way that my draft – fell i just think that it just fell that way and then tyree wilson again you had him at two i have him at you know at the end of my first round so 
that's just the way that this draft might go and it might not go. And we just have to, of course, as always, wait and see what happens. I know everybody hates when I say that, but it's just the case. And um, the NFL draft will be here, of course, in two days. Now, before we get up out of here, quickly, before, before we uh, get up out of here, draft sleepers. Now, just the first round. Let me get you guys uh, thoughts on a guy that can sneak into the first round that's not projected to be a first round. Hendon Hooker. I say, I mean, does Hendon Hooker count? I, I haven't seen no, no, him no, in mocks in the first that's round. I don't know that he's a sleeper, but I do think he finds his way. I mean, he's a sleeper round. to me because I don't see it happening, but I, that's fine with me. That's great. I, I, I think he can work with him. He has I just keep staring at that Minnesota Vikings pick. I know that they've done a lot in this offseason, and they need a lot. They've lost a lot of pieces. Um, I mean, they, they to me, they could be a potential landing spot for, for someone like a Bijan because I don't know what the plan is with Dalvin. We've heard some some back and forth with maybe him being on the, the outs or, you know, not not continuing, so maybe they can get a guy there. Um, but, I like, throw him behind, you know, throw, throw him in that backup spot now, let him work. Uh, there are a couple options there for teams with him. Um, you know, I that that to me is the one that sticks out that I just haven't seen on too many mocks that is still there. Also, I wanted to wanted to take a second. I know that we don't you know have Chase anymore, but we got Blaine Gabbert, so it's absolutely fine. I don't need oh, I don't need no more oh, I don't need no more Chiefs backup slander. Blaney Gabs played in a played the playoff games. He's good. Yeah. He's got this. Uh, got he got if if we I'm got saying, ankle hey, problems, two, we're good to go. We're good two, to go. He'll give two me good quarterbacks, right? If we're not <laughs> counting uh, Henny Hooker, then my other one would be, as I had in my draft, I think Jamar Gibbs. If B, I expect Bijan to go off early. I think if there's a team that wants running back, maybe even early second round, I think the, it's those two and then everyone else. And even though the running back position is kind of – Well, if there's, if there's another team that – I think can make the semi-luxury pick of a running back. It's it's Cincinnati at 28, and Joe Mixon's got all this BS going on. How good do they feel about him coming into this season? I do think that that's a landing spot for him. I mean, I mean the Bengals would be would just be foaming at the mouth for, for Bijan to fall that far, but he's not going to. And I don't think they're a team that's going to move to go get him, especially as far as I think they may have to. Like I said, I think the Eagles could take him. I, I think the Chargers are a potential landing spot with, yep. with the off neck stuff. There are just, there are a handful of teams that I do think could end up taking him, which is weird, and you don't really see that in today's NFL anymore. But I do think that that's a possibility this time around. Um, so yeah, Gibbs is it gives absolutely a potential landing spot. I think at twenty eight with Cincinnati, that's that's a really good call there. I have DJ Turner, cornerback out of Michigan. I think he's probably, if not one of the best, I think he's probably the best corner. Uh, that's that's again that's the sleepers in the sleeper realms I, I mm-hmm. think he's a guy that can easily go first round but just due to again hype and the way things work he might not get there and that's perfectly fine but I think he definitely will make a name for himself um, to, wherever he goes I think he can fit into any system and a very rangy guy with Michigan we'll see what happens there again let's wrap it up tonight with we don't call them bust around here because, like I told these guys, look, if I'm getting drafted in the NFL and I get to play three years and I get to make millions of dollars, that's not called being a bust. I'll be a bust any day of the week if that is what a bust is called. So with that being okay. said, let's call them who's being overhyped. So that's, of course, anybody's going in the first round that feels though that maybe shouldn't be there or maybe shouldn't be in that position-ish. Uh, I'll start off with you. We'll finish up with KC. 
Yeah, so I don't want to go with the obvious. I think it's really easy to pick any of the quarterbacks because I think um, quarterback is one of the hardest positions. And it's, I mean, it's not hard for you to go out and say like an Anthony Richardson, who obviously a lot of people are hyping him up. It could turn out, I'm not saying it is, I'm not comparing him to, but it could turn out to be a Jamarcus Russell situation. We like all the measurables. We like the what how he looks and he tests and him in shorts. And then we get on the field and we just figure out he doesn't know how to process and play the game, right? I'm not saying that. It's easy to go with one of those guys. But I'm going to go with a guy who I know we like to project these positions based off of size and everything and measurables. Tyree Wilson does not have the production to back up where they're saying he may go. If he goes early in the first round, to me, there is a big risk there that he turns out to not be the guy that people think he's going to be just because of measurable. Because if you look at what his production says at Texas Tech, it does not match up with anything that people are projecting him to be. But hey, you know, we like size in the NFL and we think measurables are better than production at times in certain positions. So Tyree Wilson, I think he definitely could be the overhyped guy coming out of this one. Great big ish, Casey. Well, I'm not as proud as Ish. I'm gonna go ahead and just say all the quarterbacks. I, I just I don't I'm not buying I don't know. I, I just I don't have a I don't have a, a good feel or feel good, I suppose, about any of these quarterbacks. Like I said, I don't feel good about drafting one of these guys. I mean you have to, I guess, in theory, if you're at the one spot. I mean the Bears were there. Uh, obviously they weren't going to, though there was a minute where we thought, well, maybe they pass on the, the fields experiment and reset the 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 you know rookie schedule and get five years out of being able to take the top guy um i mean god if i'm the cardinals i'm just trading everything i have for future picks i don't even need them this year give me picks next year trade this three spot trade deandre hopkins trade buddha baker like just give me all of the things for next year i'm going to be terrible and if i'm not terrible enough i'm gonna have so many assets that it's very difficult to still not be that number one pick yeah i just don't i'm not sure i'm buying any of these quarterbacks i know we you know, did Justin Fields dispel the the Ohio State quarterback uh, myth? I don't think so. They still have the first. He's starting. He's starting off. He, I he's think he's one. still up in the air, and yeah, I sure, think that's one of the teams that we're not talking about pick. enough right now because I'm the interested Bears. to see how the Bears do this year with it's, Aaron Rodgers at the. Their father it has. They left. have to. Yeah, they have to be the happiest that the Aaron Rodgers do. You're absolutely right about that. I just I hate picking any of these quarterbacks that like it just isn't as as was mentioned earlier a consensus like guy you know and, and not only do we not have that at most positions we don't have it at the quarterback position really I guess we kind of do if you look at betting odds and you talk to scouts and things like that but I, I just I wouldn't feel good drafting a quarterback early in this draft um, I'd rather maybe take a guy later a project see what happens then burn one of these early picks. I'd rather take someone to fill a hole somewhere else. So um, I honorable mention that the tight end position, I just, I don't know that it's worked out since ever. Like I, none of the guys that are, that have been world-class tight ends were drafted to be the world-class tight end that we think everyone's getting nowadays. Right. I mean, I, I'm an Iowa fan, tight end you, uh, you know, George Kittle, great. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, fine. Was, it wasn't what he was hyped to be. I, it just it's been a minute. We've seen a lot of hype tight ends. I don't know that I'd feel great. Hate, you know, so I, I just I, like I don't feel good about all these guys. I mean, he's fine. I just he's you draft fine, him, but he's not what people said he was going to be. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I honorable mention there, but the, I, to me, just 
get the guys in the trenches and just move on. That's that's where I'm at. Give me an edge rusher. I'm a Chiefs fan. Though do watch for them to move up and get a wide receiver. I you know, they did host oh. they 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 had they down there catching passes from Mahomes and Camp. I don't know what I that's want, all about. I don't want to see that. I, I don't, don't know what that's that. all about. I do not want to trade know. up for a wide receiver. Do not do that. There are plenty of wide receivers you can get later on. I don't on. think we have a number one wide receiver right now. But no, yeah, one. y'all get DeAndre Hopkins. So I don't know what y'all I, even concerned. Your mouth to God's ears, sir. I would, man. Jesus. Ooh, I would love that. DeAndre man. Hopkins and they just signed the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, I'm like, man. what the hell? Like, y'all, look, ring. I don't want to hear it. No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> All right. I'll go with the – I would think the most obvious due to the already baggage that's already coming along with him into the draft, that Jalen Carter. Um, I like Jalen Carter. I think he can be a transcendent talent. I think he could be a guy that can be the anchor for that defensive line wherever he gets drafted to. But I also feel as though that he could mess it up before it even starts for him. Um, did he learn his lesson with the situation he got into over the offseason? Let's hope so. Um, but also he's coming from a school that just recently, and I'm using this using this as an example because as a Tennessee Titans first round draft pick, Isaiah Wilson coming out of that same school, he only played, I want to say, in a career active 16 snaps as a first round draft pick because he could never get on the field because he was doing everything you're, you're supposed to do to not be on the field. And I don't know what's going on in that Georgia institution. I think it's easy for people to try to compare what Georgia is doing and have has done in the last couple of years to try to put them on Alabama's um, pedestal. But let's be honest. When we look at Alabama, and I'm talking about from all positions that the guys come in and go through that system and then go to the NFL, every position, you see nothing but leaders, right? You see guys that are smart guys, do the right things, don't really hear too much unless your name is Henry Ruggs III. That's another conversation for another day. But for the most part, most of these Alabama guys are not going to put themselves in stupid situations. These Georgia guys, they play they play hard. They ball out. They're, they're good as hell. But for whatever reason, something is going on within the the, uh, discipline division that's lacking. And it's not on Kirby Smart. I'm not trying to put him out there like, oh, it's on Kirby Smart to instill discipline. It's on on the guys themselves when it comes to you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, look, if I have an opportunity to make millions of dollars to play this game, I need to do what I need to do to get right and and, and get my stuff together. So with that being said, Jalen Carter has an opportunity to change his life and his family's life forever. Or he has an opportunity to be to have a 30 for 30 for him for the wrong reasons. So we'll leave it at that. We'll uh circle back on this, of course, on Tuesday to recap a little bit of the NFL draft and also talk to a couple of special guests we'll have on here. Um, I don't want to drop any hints, but let's just say that um he's been on before and they'll be on again, and we'll uh talk some football and and hopefully um, you guys tune in next Tuesday once again to join us for X Talking Ish. We thank Casey as always for as always. joining us. Appreciate Can you it. let the people know where to find you, sir? Yeah, guys, I'm over at uh, Just Know the Football Show. You can find us. We're all over the place. Um, obviously, the Facebook. We have a Facebook group, Just Know the Football Show. Lots of fun conversation going on in there. Twitter, uh, at another FB show. Actually, I think Twitter. 
Instagram and TikTok are all the same at another FB show. Um, we are actually doing a mock draft challenge. So I would tell you guys too to go in, uh, follow us, find the socials. There's a link in there. It'll get reposted over the next couple of days as well. Go fill out your mock drafts. Uh, see if you can beat my guy Ryan, who does our mock draft for us. Um, give him away a little swag, some uh, some some pint glasses, and we're gonna do some fun stuff this off season. Some fun uh, some fun fantasy drafts of random topics. I think uh, pop artists of like the 2010s came up. So weird things going on in the off season because we got time to kill. Uh, we'll be doing all of it. We're always having some fun. We appreciate uh, appreciate anyone who comes over and checks us out and hangs out. Appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, always available to uh, to make time for you fellas. Always a fun time. You heard the man. Go follow him on Just Another Football Show and join in on that action. They don't do just football stuff. They do uh, they do the Oscars. I know Casey does his, uh, his Oscars man. picks and all these other fun picks. I'm, I'm just a little guy that's trying to learn from Casey and, and any type of advice he can give to us. We try to make our show that much, better, that much more so enjoyable. So we appreciate you, Casey, as always. We'll be back on hey, Tuesday uh, here at X-Talking-ish at 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Thank you as always. See you guys next time.